0: Luke chapter 14, verses 16 through 23. I want to speak for just a few moments on the subject of He sent His servant. He sent His servant. And just a little clue we are His servants. So He sent His servant. Luke 14, verses 16 through 23 from the New Living Translation. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared, say prepared. prepared, a great feast and sent out many invitations. And when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant. Can you say that with me? He sent his servant to tell the guest, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I have just bought a field and it must inspect it, please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen and I want to try them out, please excuse me. And another said, I now have a wife so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. And his master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite. Can you say, go invite? Go invite. The poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And after the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room. So, as Master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. May God add a blessing to the reading of His Word this morning. You may be seated. As we look at this scripture, Jesus Himself is at a banquet. And He begins to call out people and to talk with them you see jesus took advantage of every situation that he was in and many times he made people uncomfortable because he didn't mind to call them out and to say this is not right or that is not right and so uh, how many knows that we never like to be uncomfortable and the scene of this is that jesus had already changed the, the scene a couple of times and he already ministered in using the circumstances around him. And what I didn't read to you was the verse before that. So it says this, when one of those who reclined at the table with him Heard these things, the things that he switched around and changed around in order to bring not criticism, but that the Holy Spirit would be able to deal with these people and and where they were wrong in their lives. And he said to him, blessed is everyone who will eat in the kingdom of God. So this man, things got tense. Things got problematic. And so a man spoke up and he said, But it isn't all going to be good when we get a chance to eat in the kingdom of God. And so Jesus began to take this situation and he changed it around. He began to tell them that not everyone will be able to participate or eat in the kingdom of God. Not because they're not invited, but because they will say no to the invitation. Now, I love a good meal and, and it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you invited me to have a good meal with you. And I'm sure it wouldn't hurt your feelings if I invited you to have a good meal with me, right? And so, as we look at this, the table is a place where people communicate, where relationships are formed. And Jesus begins to tell them this story it is a parable and he begins to talk about the master of this feast who had a heart for people he had a guest list anybody ever fixed food for a big group of people and it had a list of who was going to be there and he said now now I know that they love You know, if my kids were there, they're going to want, what is that that granny fixes? Hash brown casserole. My kids gobble it up. And so if my kids are going to be there, granny's going to fix hash brown casserole. And so there's a list of people, and they're special people to the master. And he's invited them to come. And this story is not as you would Understand, it is not just about a meal. But what it is about is it is about the kingdom of God. And and let, let me backtrack just a little bit. Can I tell you that this parable applies to us as well? And that every Sunday morning, you are invited to a feast. Bill Hybels, I heard him in Lexington, said he challenged his church every Sunday to put on the greatest feast they could ever imagine and invite people to come. Well, that's what we have done, but it is a spiritual feast. There is worship, there is giving. So this is about the kingdom, not just a meal, but what Jesus already knew was that the Jews would reject his kingdom, that they would say that they wanted the kingdom. You see, they accepted the invitation in this parable. The people, uh, they, they accepted the initial invitation. They said, oh, yeah, I'm coming to your house. You are. excuses we always have good ones we always have good excuses and so they one by one three of them but it's collective they all all of the invited guests said we sorry we know you went to all this trouble but we just can't make it now if you look at this parable Jesus came to give his very life for all of mankind, and he first came to the Jew, for he was a Jew, and he said, would you receive the kingdom of God, and they said, oh, we are all about the kingdom of God, that's where, that's our history, that's our lineage, but it looked different. And they were ready to accept and ready to receive so as we begin to look at this story it takes on greater and greater meaning meaning to us you see we are invited to come and partake of all that Christ has provided all that he has given to us eternal life all that he has given to us blessing and healing and provision for all of our needs that's what the lord said in his body in his through his blood there is receiving that all that we might need and there's a message that jesus is telling them is that everything is ready now it was told by my pastor in 2003 when he resigned that there was nothing left for the Lord to do. No prophecies to be fulfilled for him to come. Everything is ready. This is about the coming of the kingdom. Everything is ready. And once we look at the signs of the times, and we see that all the things that are going up, the setup of the end times, all. And I'm not, I don't say this to heighten your the intensity or to make you afraid. I don't say it to frighten, I say it to enlighten us that the time. A missionary, and I'm not going to say where they're from, put out that Iran was sending missiles over to a place and bombing a U.S. consulate. we are closer than we imagine, folks. The table has been set. And as we look at the situations and we look at what is going on, we have like the jews must be weary that have we accepted the invitation but yet will we make an excuse and it was all their excuses were all about worldly things worldly possessions are we ready are we ready he's coming and then as we look at this story he sends his Servant. And the servant goes out and he's faithful. And he said, hey, you remember that invitation I gave you? Well, the, the dinner's on the table, folks. He would not give excuse. But that would be like the faithful servant who delivers the message. And can I tell you this morning, my heart is heavy. My heart is heavy. For the kingdom of God drops near. And I think we sometimes just say, oh yeah, that's just that's just normal. And it seems normal because we have been in lukewarm water and the heat is being turned up. But can i tell you folks get ready god's return is imminent and i don't want to see anybody miss it folks i don't want to see anybody miss it and i also want us to do what we're called to do which is to go deliver the message go deliver the message that jesus is coming the kingdom of god draws near go deliver the message and if the ones who should come then go out into the highways and the byways and the hedges and ask them to come in. I said it wrong. Don't ask them. Compel them. That's what the King James says. Which means there's some force behind it. Now, I don't mean you grab somebody by the ear and you drag them to church. It's probably not going to go well for you if you do that but the intent is that don't accept every excuse tell them why they need to follow after jesus tell them why they need to be a part of the kingdom why they need to be involved in a church who is giving out the good word of the lord who's about the bible and who is concerned for a fellow man go and tell the people who should be here and if they don't come then find others But what I wanted you to see at first was that God prepared this feast. It wasn't happenstance. It wasn't, oh my goodness, man has failed and sinned. I guess I better get a plan B. No, before the very foundations of the world, Christ was slain, the Bible tells us. So, God made provision. God prepared. Look at your neighbor and tell him that. God prepared. God prepared. God prepared in advance. He prepared. And his plan, it was perfect. His plan, it was impeccable timing. And Christ was the very best that he had to offer. Can I tell you, timing is necessary in presenting a feast. The timing, folks, it looks like it's ready. Worse than getting to the table and the mashed potatoes are already cold. Timing is important. It's important. And God made time and he ordained time and he set things into order and into place. And we are seeing the fulfillment of scriptures daily in our lives. So God prepared, and we are not just going through this world of uh, happenstance. We are not doing that. Galatians 4, 4, 5 says this, When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might be adopted sons and daughters. So he sent us servants. Look at your neighbor and say, he sent a servant. Now point back at yourself and say, that means he sent me. He sent us. Without excuse, we are called to send the message that the banquet is ready. He sent me. He sent you to tell everyone that everything is ready. As I look at this story, I don't see any way around it, and I I don't like to say this kind of thing, but I don't believe inviting people to God's house is optional for a Christian. I don't think it is. He didn't say to the servant, when you get a chance, if you don't mind, would you go tell the people that I invited to come? No, he said, you go, and you invite. And I don't say that uh, to make you feel bad if you're not doing it. I say it to uh, charge you that that we are called by God. We are commissioned by the king of the kingdom. We are uh, accounted worthy to be able to give the message of the gospel to people. And you don't have to have a PhD, folks. And you don't have to have anything, any kind of letters after your name. You don't have to be a pastor or a children's pastor or a youth pastor. You don't have to be anything other than a child of God. Look at your neighbor and say, he sent me. He sent sent us. And the master's request, it was urgent. Tell him. Go get them. Who did he say to bring? The blind, the whole, the crippled say go invite them now i'm going to add to this if you invite a blind person to come to the house of god that requires something of you not just an invitation but that you or you either go get them or you make a way for them to get to the house of god to experience the kingdom of god so don't just haphazardly invite but he's saying, going like the cripple and the lame and the whole. What does that mean is that you have to go. It's urgent that you go. A growing church is a going church. It is a church that goes out and it cares enough about people to say, I know it's going to cost me something. That's why we do outreach events. Can I tell you that the Easter extravaganza will cost this church something? And we have determined as a board and as a staff and collectively as a people that we are going to pay that cost because we must go and we must tell the world about Jesus Christ. Called to go. Look at your neighbor and say, You got to go. You got to go. Now, nobody get up and go. (laughs) Right? Called to bring people. To Jesus. Who has a bulletin? Look at the tear off portion of the bulletin where the mission statement is. What does it say? Our mission is to bring people to Jesus. Stop right there. It didn't say send them a card, it didn't say wish them that they would come, it said bring them to Jesus pray them, go get them, and we get so nervous about that we get so nervous about doing what should come naturally the Holy Spirit, Acts 1-8 said after that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea, Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world It is the Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to do just that. So, folks, Easter is right around the corner. If we make it to Easter, invite people to the house of God. Invite them to come. Invite them uh, to know who Jesus is because the, the great thing about this story is that even after the ones who didn't come who were invited, and then they went out and uh, they invited uh, the workers and the working class people and went to the highways and the hedges and they brought in the blind and the cripple and the lame, there was still room, thank God. There's yeah. still room. I'm reminded of that old hymn that says there is room. Though millions have come, room for wine. For oh, that's the good news. Jesus is coming back He's coming back So there's an urgency The feast has been set The feast has been made I had a pastor one time Who was having a revival On Sunday night His regular crowd showed up Some of you know who I'm talking about And he dismissed them, And he said, don't come back unless you have somebody with you. We're going to reconvene in one hour. That's serious, folks. Now, I'm not doing that today. (laughs) We got another service in just a little while, right? But the seriousness of it is true. And I love you enough. And I'm reminding you of what God has commissioned you to do, to go, to go and to invite and to tell people about what you have, why you don't have a fear of what is going on around you is because you have Christ living in your heart. Amen. He's coming back.